And when they tell her that I got killed, they're going to tell her I was <laughs> She's going to be so disappointed. Welcome and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to The Chuck and Samuel Show. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning back into The Chuck and Samuel Show, episode 13, the lucky number 13. Playing a lot of tonight. We we should. And, oh, man. Powerball's up to like say, a trillion dollars I thought right it now. was Friday for a second, but it's Saturday. No, then it would be unlucky. <sighs> Maybe you're right. Today's a lucky day. We're playing lotto. Powerball. Okay. We might have the lucky winners. Before we get into our guests, I just want to say, uh, your haircut, Chuck, you got a haircut. Yeah, it's hard to see with the headphones on. And the mullet's gone. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, in, I'm impressed. It was I gone. Think, it was gone before it started, to be honest. I'm, I'm always a fan of clean cut Chuck. Oh, you're like, you're like my mom. Everybody likes clean cut Chuck. Let's get into it, man. We got, uh, basically Riveting. almost like a lifelong friend of mine, man. Half of my life I've known Absolutely. you for sure. We have Corey Kilgannon, uh, the one and only singer, songwriter, musician, touring artist, artist, thinker, <laughs> philosopher. Sure. Thank you so much for being <laughs> here, man. Appreciate you. That's being an here. intro right there. Say, I'm telling you. Well, if you listen, it, it. listen. <laughs> who can listen to your songs and not call you those things? I'm, yeah. And I'm saying that honestly. That's I listened good. to the new record. Oh, cool. Uh, probably three or four times. Yeah, it's a dude. He's not it, lying. You released it yesterday, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And it's called the Universal Christ. The Universal Christ. Yeah. We'll just get into that let's for a second. Go, go listen to this album if you haven't heard it. Corey Kilgannon, The Universal Christ. Is it yeah. everywhere music can be found? Uh, it should. Well, someone messaged me and said they were having a hard time on Apple Music, but Ooh. hopefully, it's hopefully we figured that out. Steve by Jobs now. coming by after we, I mean, you. Somebody, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. on YouTube's turf now, so. Yeah. That's right. We were just watching Audio Tree, your interview from four years ago. Oh, boy. Dude, that Tree. was a rough weekend, man. I, I look back and wish I had uh, showed up a little more centered to that. Okay. Sure. It was a wedding good. Uh, the night before and uh, or two nights before. I hadn't slept much when I was right. there. And I had all kinds of extra help. It was good. It all was kinds fun. of yeah, extra yeah, yeah, yeah. help. Audio Tree rules. Fun. Shout out to it's my Audio Tree. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. a really cool experience. Love what they do. I'm sure Absolutely. it was, man. That's awesome. Um, it's got to watch that. The lyrics, man. Yeah. Your lyrics have always been uh, phenomenal to me, and and most of your fans. I think that's one of the main things that people gravitate to your music for, is your lyrical content. And uh, there's one tune. I think it might be the last tune where you talk about. There's this line. You started off the song where I can forgive, or now I forgive my father. Yeah. Because now I know. I'm paraphrasing sure. that nobody knows what they're doing. What they're doing. Yeah. When I, I I'm getting chills right now. I'm like it's such a good outlook on life because when you yeah. when you grow older, you really realize that oh my god, it doesn't matter how much I think somebody's wise or hmm. my parents know all the answers because when you're a kid, you think that you know. For sure. But everybody's living a new day, man. Right. Everyone's going through things for the very first time, and it really is it really is crazy. That that song was freaking awesome. Yeah, that one's um, really special, and it's it's exactly what you said. It's like um, coming to be. I was I wrote it two years ago, 24, 25, and, like, just hitting that stage of life where you do have to realize, like, oh, I can't, like, you can't go to your parents for all of these things because they're just people and you got to, like, grow up yourself and, and sort of acknowledge the places they fell short and, and forgive them, like, like accept it and just right. be like, all right, like, this is me. I can see my, my, my dad and myself. Yeah. And that's not going to change. And it's okay. And, uh, you know, it's just... 
bringing it back to like the the Christianity is is um, it, that line of Jesus on the cross being like forgive them they don't know what they're doing. Right. I don't know. It just kind of struck me in a new way of like wow for all this time we keep passing this down and passing this down and all of us do it so unconsciously. Right. You know, it's like amazing, man. Come to grips yeah, I mean, in my own life, you know, I've. I used to be judgy towards people when I was younger and, oh, you do this or you you can't call yourself this. But when I, as I've gotten older, it's like, yo, I've I've allowed myself to go places and do things that I never thought I would ever, ever the things <laughs> I judged. Oh, and yeah. so life, you know, yeah. it's uh, it's definitely a, a humbler uh, oh, yes. if, if you if you're willing to accept it. Uh, so I I didn't realize you and Chuck. We'll just jump into this. Oh, I've only that, met I think that would be a great time. I think that's what people really want to hear. One time. One we met one time. And this was, do you remember this? I, not exact. I just okay. familiar. Well, I remember because it was a train wreck. Chuck reminded me where we all met. You're going to love this. And it's not you. It's, I don't blame you. That's okay. I blame I blame Sam. Okay. Because he was like, bro, I got an album release tour that I'm doing. It's going to be sick. We're going down to Tampa. Popping, oh. popping <laughs> bottles. And, um, and I, you know, this is like what, 10 years ago. And At I invited least. a friend to come with I me to and I was like hyping it up. I'm like, dude, we're going to be VIP, like red velvet, uh, you know, what are those things called? Chuck was looking for a legitimate venue. Yeah. Is what he's trying to say. I would even, sure. I would even take a Dave and Buster's or an alehouse patio. <laughs> so I'm driving down. I drove like four hours to come see y'all. Oh my and yes, I know. Trust me. And so I'm looking. I just see just like the rough part of town. I see. Sure. Yeah. Uh, pawn shops. Quick cash. Tattoo parlor. And I'm like, I think we're <laughs> in the wrong. Yeah. I, I think we're in the wrong oh, part of town. And I see like a hole in the wall. And then I see Sam's car. There you go. And I was like, there's no way. He must be like getting a drink ahead of the show. And we just bumped into him. <laughs> And I text him. He's like, no, this is the venue. That's where it was, man. The, the ground was beyond sticky. Broken glass everywhere. <laughs> like knife fights everywhere. There was like a 70-year-old lady from like, you could tell it was like probably born or raised in that area. Just like running the bar. My, it was it was it, it was, was rough. A, it was like a country spot that you would never, ever uh, think that a show would be inside. So of. I was set up. Chuck's mad. He's been holding a grudge yeah, for 10 for years I, about this. I was set up. Because I thought it was going to be sick. Music was great, obviously, with you two there. World-class music, not the venue. And uh, that's the first time I met you. And that was like early into relationship with Sam. So it he was. started off on the wrong foot. Hmm. And uh, you killed it, like always. Um, Sam, that was a tough spot in your career. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you still did as well as you could. I really appreciate that, yeah. Chuck. We were talking about, I remember because of a photo I have of that night, uh, I was wearing, remember the brand Dope? It, <laughs> yeah. But it was like in a Dior logo. I remember that. I remember that. That, that was uh, Christopher James. Over, Christopher James. Speak yeah. of the devil. I still kind of How's he doing? I don't, How's I, he I doing? I haven't spoken to him in a while, but like, I still Send him our him. well wishes. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Please do. He designed some album art for me a year or two ago. Very nice. He does nice. a lot of stuff for uh, Blue Jay. Cool. So I'm oh, glad you guys didn't come through me. Thanks. Anyways, that guy, <laughs> man, what a voice oh on gosh, him. Oh, gosh, yeah, I remember being... Outrageous, yeah. That trip, Corey, we did a little, like, Florida run. Yeah. 
and it was an absolute ball. I'll remember some of those moments for the rest of my life. Um, mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time with my mic stand. Want me to hold it? No, yeah. you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a little loosey goosey. Yeah, tight. But uh, so, do you remember the place we played? Was it Boca Raton? I do. It's the Funky Buddha. I Funky think. Buddha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the brewery. They have some some good drinks, but uh, we didn't have a place to stay. Post show. I mean, yeah. We can get into the post show. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Right. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Are we able to? I yeah, so. we we will. It was a long time ago. So Cancel. we played this show. It was actually a really cool place. Yeah, that place I, was did really did cool. I have friends come out? Did you have somebody I, f- I knew? Friend, okay, Allie, uh, my sister's friend. Okay, I feel like somebody I celebration and all that. Cool. We didn't have a place a to homies. stay. Yeah, and we're like, should we spend a couple hundred bucks and get a you know a hotel? Should we sleep in the car? And the promoter was like, you guys can stay with us. And we're like, cool, thanks, man. No big deal. Bartender. It might have been the bartender. It might have been the bartender. And we end up going to their place, and uh, I just remember walking in, and him and his friend were there, and they were like, do you guys smoke weed? And I had just tried it for the first time not too long. I never smoked. Okay, so this is what, I hope Miss Gail's not listening to this. fine. She knows I smoke lots of bud now. You told me that you had tried it before, but never Maybe felt an effect yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, once before. Right, because right, I'm just right. gonna say, I don't think I would have done it if you never tried it before. <laughs> Is that peer pressure? <laughs> no, I'm just you know I gotta you know I'm not gonna be a bad influence on Corey. You know my 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 friend, my, my young leader, friend. Yeah, yeah. What, a, what a church leader. <laughs> I think we weren't still playing at church at this time. Uh, I don't know because I, I was gone so. to college. By then, yeah, I don't think sure. so. But it um, hadn't been that long. <laughs> Are we talking about edibles? Are we talking no? So like we're talking about dab or uh, dabs or right? dab. CBD. First no, time no, no, ever no. seeing dabs or anything like that. Yeah. And uh, feel free to chime in at any yeah. time you want. But I remember well, I much taking <laughs> this this hit of this dab, dude, and yeah. getting so like it looked like I was like kind of looking at myself <laughs> from above, and I got so paranoid that I was convinced that this guy we were staying with and his friend were going to kill us in our <laughs> sleeves, bro. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I, I was convinced. I remember really I was texting friends being like, you guys got to help me out here because they, you know, had a little bit more experience than I did. <laughs> and as I'm texting, my fingers looked like they were cartoons and they were like three, maybe three quarters of an inch longer than normal. Yeah. Wild time. Luckily, I passed out right away. You did I mean, pass out right away. You slept Are you like guys a baby. sure it was marijuana? Oh, yeah. Totally. Or, or you, were you guys experimenting in other things? No. no but those dabs, contraptions, they kind of make you feel oh, like you're nuts, doing dude. crack. You it's, know what I'm or saying? Or ecstasy? It sounds like no. what, what you guys are what we're going through sounds like ecstasy. Mm. Never tried ecstasy. I, I couldn't tell you. Okay. I just got paranoid. Like psychedelic. I mean, honestly, it was okay. Visuals, psychedelic, like, but so I just passed out. DMT. It was too much for me. Like, I, I was a <laughs> was it DMT? I, I think it was just pot, the only man. reason I didn't pass out is because I swear to you, dude. The, the, these guys said something to each other, but it was almost like a unspoken thing they did, yeah. and then they started laughing, and yeah. I was like, "That's it. They're gonna. They're, they're gonna plotting kill, our killing, man." <laughs> And so I barely slept that night. They're probably just like, who are these who guys? Who are these guys? These bunch of noobs. <laughs> these musicians. That are we were watching like, like snowboarding videos, I think. Oh, that's or, fine. Yeah, it was, it was cool. That but, sounds like um, a fun night. I was con- and then I was like, my mom's going to find out I smoked weed. And when they f- tell her that I got killed, they're going to tell her I was 
<laughs> She's gonna be so disappointed. Yeah, I think I did get in trouble for. I think I journaled about the experience. Oh and my, my mom, god! Like somehow stumbled on it and was like, "You smoked weed with her." It's like, yeah. I love your mom, man. I, yeah, she I probably can't. knows you got me yeah. hooked on the stuff. Oh yeah. Oh took, my gosh. It took a, it's took a slippery slope for, for sure. It is, it is gateway drug. It is a gateway. It's a lifelong addiction. Can be. Yep. <sighs> You know, luckily I've never experimented with any kind of crazy hard drugs. Don't, I had a don't. I had a one time tried mushrooms. Okay. And uh it was really good. Sauteed? <laughs> Portobello. Portobello, okay. Um now we're talking about the drugs I can get down. You know with. what I'm saying? A little Italian. Let me get let me get us a slice of Italian with some shrooms. Uh, anyways, it was good until it wasn't, and when it wasn't, yeah. it was uh, oh, yeah. it, it it cured me from ever wanting to try it again. Wow. Good, yeah. I'm glad. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all but good. Also, yeah. yeah, it's all good. If it makes you happy and you you live a nice, healthy life, I'm all for it. You don't need that stuff, man. If you don't need it, I agree. I agree, man. I'm happy. I'm Thanks. I'm glad you kicked it. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad you kicked it, bud. Having a nice, healthy Sam is like the only Sam I want. Am I right? Yeah. God bless. That's the only Sam I want. Do you? Man, <laughs> tell us about the last few years because I, and I could be wrong in this, and maybe it's because I'm like, a, a you know, on the outside looking in of like the, the touring world these days sure. and stuff, but I feel as though you were uh, possibly like a pioneer in the mm. whole house show circuit hmm. you're the first person that i ever saw or heard of who was doing tours yeah with house shows and uh i just thought that was the coolest the coolest mm-hmm. idea and what a way to just like bring people together in an intimate way what are some of your like favorite moments do you have any yeah. that stick oh, out man. it's cool because there's so every house show is like kind of different Whereas, like, i would every imagine you show i don't know you're describing the one in tampa and it's like oh it sounds like most of the shows at yeah. that size well, you know, you're yeah, always kind of scared in my type of music like you know math rock yeah you, you know that kind of music i'm into we only do house parties yeah that's in like punk and stuff house yeah. shows has been a thing for it's a long like, time yeah. but it's weird. the singer songwriter house show thing um like Derek Webb, the noise trade guy, yeah. he was kind of pioneering that with noise trade. It's been around. I mean, and in some ways, like I have to imagine before the music industry, people just gathered in houses totally. to sing. So for me, it feels like kind of a connection to like, all right, like how do I cut out all of this like excess? And um, I don't know, like little example, like in Atlanta, right? I would go and play Eddie's Attic and I'd sell 60 tickets. And I'd get like a hundred bucks for mm, that. Nice turnaround. Yeah, it was like okay, well that was a lot of work. And I did a house show like six months later, sold sixty tickets. Wow. So, you know where's Got, the, where's yeah. the promo there? And like you walk away with like a thousand bucks. I mean everybody right. buys merch at a house show, and um, so it's really win win. Like it, it's better business, but um, just the connection it, and it's. Um, as it went on, it's just like exhausting in a way because you, you, you know, the venue offers you some amount of protection or some amount of separation from the crowd. And right. The show, you're just trying to hang out and be everybody's friend. I'm for sure. Lines. Three to yeah. eight yeah. hours, whatever, you know. Um, you leave mentally spent. Huh? Oh, yeah. And then yeah. like trying to do that for three weeks or something. It's just not viable. I realized that um, fall 2019, I did a big like three week tour to release music, mostly house shows. And like, oh man, it just pushed me to the very limit dude like total Bro. mental breakdowns and i'm like, sure man. couldn't do that and i just realized like why am i doing this for three weeks like i don't i don't want to I'd like to do it i have a I'd question love, from yeah. a viewer 
Um, they were wondering, do you think because of COVID, are house parties going to come back as big as they used to be? That's a question from a viewer. I hope so. Um, I, I imagine they'd come back first uh, would be my thought because it's a small gathering. It's, mm-hmm. it's most house shows. Everybody kind of knows each other somehow. Yeah. It's not like I have played somewhere. It's 40 strangers that all just knew my music and bought a ticket. But you tend to somehow kind of just get a friend group and mm-hmm. in, in their extended friends. Totally. Whatever. So. I mean, I hope so, at least in Florida and down here where people aren't as cautious. We're mad chill. The reason I'm not like doing it yet is just because I don't even want to be posting like, hey, I'm going on a house show tour because I know people in California will see that and be like, fuck this guy. I'm like, you know what I mean? It's just too soon They don't get us. But yeah, we're over it. they ain't us. They ain't Florida men. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Florida's a wild place. It is. I love it. I always love hearing people like, down in Florida, y'all are different. Different breed, man. Dude, I got it last summer when I came here. I was starting to tell you, but like I was in Seattle. I mean, literally, I didn't, I barely left the house for like months. Very, very COVID conscious. So we got here and it was my buddy's wedding. It was like, all right, I guess we'll do some bachelor party stuff. And I'm watching on the news. It's like a friend of mine is on CNN. Her and all her friends got COVID because they went out to the beach bars. Oh, Here? Yeah, I, re- I yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching it. And then that night I'm sitting at Pete's like, oh I'm, my God. I'm doing this. Like, yeah. I'm a part of this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in. I went out as soon Good. as I moved back. It took me three months to get it. And. It wasn't great, but like, I don't know. No, yeah. I just kind of moved on. I hate so, hearing, like, people in Canada, which is pretty much Seattle, am I right? Oh, I'm sure. And they're just, I can't wait to see my friends. It's been a year. And we're over here just like surfing, kicking it, just dude. kicking yeah. it poolside, just having a good Weddings, time. Weddings, parties. Fun, fun story about the outbreak at the beach. <laughs> um, this is what I heard from several reputable sources is that the girl that the outbreak came from was a bartender at one of the bars got covid told her boss they said go home for two weeks she puts on a wig and like a disguise and goes back to the bar that she worked at with all of her friends because she wanted to go party i don't believe that huge outbreak huge like we're talking like there was a group. Yeah. So the girls that you're talking about, the group of friends, there were like was, 19 people. Exactly. Yeah. All of them got COVID just in that group of friends. Did any of them die? I don't think any Probably of them died. Not. Chuck. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had any pre uh, pre-existing conditions. Thank goodness. Right. I want to, we need to interview the chick who put the wig and disguise on, yeah, that'd be cool. but she needs to come on in that disguise. I would absolutely so, love that. Hey girl, if you're watching this, we want you on the show in disguise. We'll we'll do the whole voice uh, cover up thing. The pitch okay. Yeah, the pitch yeah, in. yeah. So your boss won't know, and uh, we want you on the show. We want all the details about the coronavirus setup and cover up and all that stuff. Oh my god, she probably has the, some it, truths. It went. That story was being talked about by so many different groups of friends that I have. Like I was hearing that story from so many different people. Crazy. Yeah. Not a good way to. Uh, let your reputation go 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 out. But at least we fought through that because that could have been a really big black eye for Florida because mm. they just lifted it. And yeah, then it was, like a week later it happened. Right. But we didn't let that hold us down. We fought through it. We persevered. For sure. Last thing I want to say about Florida men. Have you guys seen, I don't think I've mentioned this in the podcast, the uh, older gentleman whose dog got taken into the lake yeah. by an alligator. Oh. I've mentioned it on, yeah, on the air. It. It's okay. We'll talk about it again, bro. This guy, his little tiny dog gets bit by an alligator. The alligator goes into the 
the back into the lake. And so I guess they had security cameras and this old man has a cigar in his mouth in the water, face in the water, hands in the water on the bottom, comes out with the alligator in his hands. What? Prize the freaking alligator's mouth open. The dog falls out, still alive. And this man never once let go, let of, go his of his cigar, cigar. bro. That's Florida, dude. We just what a hero. You just get it done. Totally. It's it's only movie like, man. Crazy. Yeah. So sounds like, sounds like a Adam Sandler Waterboy movie, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Walk us through a little bit, like when you sit down to write a song, man. Is it is it is it? Uh, do you wait for inspiration? I, I feel like you probably don't because you're such a songwriter. Um, Definitely. But can I, can I jump in front of that? Absolutely. Because I know I know you. He definitely knows you. <laughs> but a lot of people don't know you. Yeah. Like, give us a little background on what your music. Is that fair? To kind of well, catch I mean, people? Sure. Yeah. yeah I guess yeah. I'll save my question. Yeah. Because you're jumping so. up. Like, I want people to kind of get to know him a little yeah, let's bit. Let's talk about that. Yeah. 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 Born up north, right? Yeah, I was born up in New York, and then uh, I grew up in Jackson. Like Bronx? Uh, Yonkers. <laughs> Close enough. I grew up in yep. Bronx. Same thing. Yeah, we're, but I don't, I don't like claim Derek anything. Jeter, baby. Yeah, Am yeah, I right? Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm a Florida kid for sure. Good. I I'll take that. Behind, so I, I like to visit. and um, I mean, you know, like I, I was into music throughout Really, my whole life. I mean, I just you, found it young. I was playing. As a Youthquake kid. is what kind of like yeah, got you. Sorry to bring no, it up, yeah, man. Is that a reggae band? <laughs> it's a, it is. It's a is it? Christian it's a white boy Christian reggae band. Is it? Band. No, that the name of that sounds so. You guys are opening up for Revolution Three Eleven next week. <laughs> no, Christafari. Christafari. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like a it was like a Christian Saturday Night Live. For Five, teens. For teens. Oh, okay. I used to go, man. The whitest yeah. kids we know. It was it, it was it was big in like the late nineties or early sure two thousand. Three thousand people come out every month. Nice. So I grew up doing that, skits and music and um Do you consider yourself a funny guy? Um, sometimes. Nice. I'm not super quick all the time, but um, you know. We'll get you into some improv with laugh. us. Yeah, we're talking about doing some oh, improv. Yeah, that's a, I feel like if it's pressured or on the spot, I just like don't have it. I need same that. with songs. People would always be like, "Oh, like there was always this game where you had to be on stage and like make up a song, and like, oh, Corey can do it. He writes songs. I'm like, I'm terrible. At yeah, it's like it's a very like alone in my I hate room that. for hours process. Right, nitpicking. It's not. I don't. I um, we've got a new buddy that we were playing the other night at a, a little bar gig, and he just. I, I was drumming there, but jamming, and he just literally made shit up for like half an hour, rapping, singing choruses. Whatever. That's crazy. I just don't. I don't get that. I, don't I think have we're that just getting the groove. Yeah, I don't know, it's man. Because now. like you hear these people who are like really good freestylers. Yeah, yeah and I it's don't. just how do you think so ahead. far ahead? And how far ahead are you thinking? Right, Is it just two lines at a time, or like. I th- I don't know. I think, well, this, it depends. There's people that are like really good, like Rubik's Cubes, and they kind of see a pattern. Yeah. And they're like, if I start now, I can end here 20 oh, seconds from okay. now. Nice. And then there's other people that they just have like kind of like an algorithm every two lines, like wow. you said. So, yeah, it's if you're crazy. like, if I rhyme, if I say this word, I have like three words to rhyme with. Okay. Once I get to that third word, there's gonna be another three. And it kind of branches mm. off, branches off, branches off. And they're just quick and clever that way. That's mm. how I feel. It's mind blowing. Yeah. yeah it truly is. But have you ever, um, get, like, sang a song? That someone told you, like, hey, sing that song right now. Hmm. And you couldn't. 
But if it's on the radio and it comes on, you're like, Whoa. oh, sure. Yeah, I've sang this whole song lyric for you know, lyric. The whole thing, yeah. But yeah, it's. I think sometimes you kind of your brain just switches. You're like, kinds of yeah, memory. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always an. I I have a weird. I think it's from church, but like I can sit and play for three hours. Yeah. Cover songs right now with no music. Exactly. It's right. all just in there, kind of. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's like um, certain songs. I always, always ta- like. I'm amazed by that. Like it's a weird thing. Like you guys. Yeah. Like oh yeah, could you? Not every song in the world, no. but, you, but you guys could play like if you a had to songs, yeah. a lot of songs back to back for sure. Just, oh, yeah, you amazing. made the comment about church, and I really do think that uh, singing and playing in church for so many years has allowed me to learn how to memorize for sure lyrics and chord changes way yeah. quicker. Yeah, there's it's definitely like, a rhyme to the ass. reason. It sure up, will. <laughs> you guys are in the same boat <laughs> as uh, <laughs> you guys are in the same boat as like we won't actors. mention any names. <laughs> You guys are like actors. How like you guys could? For sure. They're the same way. They they have kind of like a different form of way of, of memory, process. Yeah, yeah, of process. They, they read it and they're like, okay, you know, when I get to this point, we're gonna start this section mm-hmm. and everything. And it's the same thing with you guys. I couldn't yeah. do we're it. We're more we're more involved than actors. Actors can be like line, mm-hmm. and they have someone and their assistant be like read the line to them. You know what right. I'm saying? Wouldn't that be nice? That's like well, making making an album. That's I guess. It's that's more like that. Yeah, it's, it's confidence monitors. An actor on a stage, you know, <laughs> yeah. like a theater production. That's Broadway. Oh my god! Yeah, her, dude. So. Um, Those are real actors. That so office scene when uh, Andy is in that play, remember, and his phone goes off. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. No, what a terribly <laughs> cringy moment, man. So yeah, so you were born basically born in New York, yeah, raised yeah. in Jacksonville, and we met we met through church and mm-hmm. um, doing the whole leading worship thing. And uh, man, how how has life has changed since we met, hasn't it? Yeah. What year was it? Two thousand six. Yeah, I was gonna say I was probably still in late middle school or high school, two thousand eight maybe. Yeah, latest two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, that's wild. Yeah. And you were there. I think you were there a lot longer than I was. Oh, yeah. I mean, we started going there when I was five or six. Crazy. To, to that spot. Wow, man. Um, well, I'm glad we met, Corey. Me I really, too, I freaking love you, yeah, man. Yeah, it's been a funny, it has. funny it has. It's amazing seeing the energy. Know. The energy yeah. in the room right now is just crazy. It's electric. It is. Undeniable. Dude, I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want to know, Chuck, about his his? his oh, that's all on background. him. If I don't yeah. know what I don't know, I don't know what I want. Here's what I'd like to know is is when did you take the step to be a like a full... When was it like... Because obviously you've always been serious about your music. Mm-hmm. But when were you like, I'm going to take this full time. I'm going to get a van. I'm going <laughs> to basically live in it while I'm on the road. And this is what I'm going to do. And was there anything in life that kind of pushed you to that? Or was that just yeah, kind of always the goal? Totally. I mean, I th- so like I started making EPs and records in high Early, school and yeah. stuff. And I would say that wasn't serious. I would say in my mind, even though there's probably the like, oh, this could be fun. Like, I, I don't think I really thought of it as like, this is what I want to do. And I, it was just a thing to do right. because it was available to me, which is amazing that just I had a buddy be like, let's record some shit and see what it sounds like. Love it. Um, but then re- really college, like it comes back to the songwriting process question. I woke up and wrote a song called the hollow. Great. That, tune. Like, thank you. Um, it was the first one that kind of, or maybe not, maybe it was the first one I was conscious of just feeling like, whoa, I just like kind of tapped into something like it wasn't, that's not, I still wrote it and it's my, uh, you know, process and mm-hmm. words and skills, but like it just, I don't know. It was like magic, you know, it's like just two hours of just hammering it out. And then like 
not feeling like it was labored over. Like it just, um, it just changed the way I related to writing. I mean, you're, like you asked if I am always, I'm always kind of writing and taking notes and I, I you know, four different little like licks with one, like the, the God is the universe song I had. I forgive my father for I had that line for six months and then wow. one morning, boom, there's the song. It so was time there's to... always a couple of those, but I'm not constantly working on them. You know what I mean? Right. They're just sort of floating, uh, hopefully somewhere on a page. I'm so unorganized. But until it's time mostly to just in the head. Um, flesh it out, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a mess. But um so just like writing that first song and, and being in college and um there was like trauma that pushed it to just like just I don't know I just didn't like the college system I didn't feel like I fit there and I was like I like screw this I want to just drop out and try to do it and, right you uh, were at Bel- Belmont yeah, was it yeah. yeah I remember you were up in Nashville uh driving those uh those carts bro I bet you had calves for days I just went back to Nashville recently <laughs> and like just drove around having memories and I was driving through downtown like oh my god I can't believe that was my job like it was a crazy job downtown. I was a um, rickshaw driver. Oh, nice. A bike taxi nice. for a couple months. Um, Those are some gnarly hills. Long oh hills, God. too. Yeah. I mean, we, so we would, have you been Have you like been to the bars out there? Downtown? I'm downtown. Yeah. Okay. Printer's Alley is like at the top of the hill. And that's okay. like the gnarly like strip club and karaoke bar. And like I saw some crazy things just outside I'm the bar. Sure. And we'd, we'd park there because people would come out of there and want to go down to Broadway. And it was all downhill. So that was like the goal. Yeah. But I do remember having to like if and you could once you got going uphill, you could keep it moving. But if you got at a red light and with people like bigger people in the back, I had to ask some people to get out once. Like no. I just couldn't get it moving. <laughs> the bike weighs like 150 pounds on its own. You know, it's like what six, did they seven, say, dude? They did were you? chill. They were, and it was on. I think honestly, it was they got it. I was literally like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, hey, if you just get out, I can get to level ground, and then we're good. Like, right, it's not, right. It's really not you. It's just like it can't be done. Is there <laughs> any gears on those bikes? Or some, gears? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but okay. But and some of them would have electric motors. But nice. Kind of like a pay your dues thing. So Ooh, I, I think I only dang. got to use one of those like once. But the whole place, like, it was in this like gated area the owner was always like gas station coffee and a cigarette and like you just he gave you no instructions on what to charge it was completely up to you and it was honor system like counting your money down and leaving it in the safe for him in this like warehouse and i mean i I had to be like one of the only if not the only honest yeah People, well, yeah. The, if the, he's the not, client, the other workers were just like all kinds of characters. Like, if if you didn't, if you could charge what you wanted, of course people are going to take advantage no of that. There was literally no incentive to be honest about it. Yeah, it was insane. So, That's wild. Weird job. It what didn't a, last for. They're not around anymore. It's not a good spot for that. But what a great. Wrote uh, a couple well, songs got, out of that. You know, cool. I mean, it's just the songs are everywhere. They're hiding in plain sight, and you it's just amazing. Live and try to pay attention and. Do down. you think over the years as a songwriter, like your third eye has opened up or where you're able to like pick out topics in everyday life easier? Sure. I mean, through songwriting and I mean, it's cause songwriting is really a form of meditation or spirituality for me. It doesn't have to be for everybody, but like, um, it's, it's getting to know yourself and it's, it's deepening your understanding. So like, um, sometimes directly and sometimes in silly songs that don't seem to, but, um, just finding like, how do I talk about something that happens specifically to me? And it doesn't have to 
there's so many songs where like the lyrics are hyper specific, but you listen to it and somehow you still feel like it's about you. Like Isn't Taylor Swift wild? does that all the time. She has this one, All Too Well is one of my favorite songs ever. And it's like, you've got that old red scarf in your drawer. And I'm like, I don't know why, <laughs> but that, that just hits me. Like I have a scarf in my drawer. Um, and it, it just connects people to like the more universal things. It's amazing, it's, man. It's the power of it. The you know? power of art. It is yeah. crazy how you can have an intention with what you write down and everyone who hears it has a different interpretation. They hear it totally different. It's yeah, amazing. It's, uh, and that's, I just let go of like, I'm not, I don't necessarily have a message. I'm trying, there, there are themes, but like it's, you know, it's whatever it needs to be. For right on. People. Cool, man. And uh, what are you been doing to like keep busy sure. to uh, stay away from the nonsense, man? I'm sure I mean, songwriting is No, I haven't written a lot. I really, I'm, I'm kind of backed up. I have like okay. a ton of stuff I'm working Good on. Good for you. I'm not writing a lot. So I, I, I started writing poetry and stuff just to keep sharp. But like, I don't, I really don't feel like I have much to say lately. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, um, like I don't need to add to this noise. I, I, I'm still releasing things in the shadows. I'm not on social media. I've got this phone a year ago oh a burner phone uh, that's what people call it (laughs) yeah it's like i just don't need it man social media too like i I don't miss it now how do you feel about having the uh phone i love it good it's been a huge like i honestly it's it's almost Mm -hmm. been a year and i was like i'll come back to the iphone and i think i've decided to just i'm proud of you get an ipad i mean it's a hard transition but like people are like oh how are you going to be a musician without social media i'm like Musicians so are really far, stuck up fine. about stuff like that. I don't really follow any of my yeah. favorite artists on Instagram. Yeah, same. You know, they don't really like, post whatever. anything it's anyways. It's fine. It's fine. Right. Like, um, you know, I got to run to work. Like, I picked up a part-time job. Just anything to be, like, more grounded. And, and I'm hopeful that the next season of life will allow me to just drive around and play in people's living rooms again. But right, right. now, there's plenty of, like, non-grounding for people. They don't need me to come sing them a song to, like wake them up like it's happening you know and it's happening yeah totally i think i think but i will say i think people are looking forward to uh not to wake them up but to give them an escape yeah to dance dude to sing that's literally we played blue jay the other night and i played all my new stuff from the universal christ all these sad and heavy god theological whatever yeah and i was hating it honestly i've and the honest answer is every time i've been on stage in the last couple months i've kind of hated it and i'm trying to figure that out and then the last song we played was hot chocolate you sexy thing everybody's dancing and i'm playing bass and i'm like this is what we need right now we don't need the dirges and we don't need the the deep thinking everybody's thinking a lot you know and you can trust that sunday fun day man it's time to dance exactly it's time to just like celebrate and so i'm ready for that but it's also not not naively celebrate right right acknowledge what happened and totally you know lead people to that place because a lot of people aren't ready to dance they're just right what do i do but yeah it's it's almost time in florida it's been time we've been celebrating but i think the whole world's just behind us you know time to mourn and a time to dance man yeah And we need that. I agree with that. That's why Godzilla vs. Kong's blowing up right totally, now. Totally, dude. People want that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's funny, but it's true. It's it like, is. Yeah. That's um, the movie that's going to save the uh, Hollywood and all that stuff. Yeah. So. yeah. I watched Rampage last year. It yeah. was the same thing. I just same need, thing, I man. needed like a dumb superhero yeah. movie to just like... Just get, get just lost like, in it. Yeah. Fine, that's you know? that's really interesting. Y'all said that. I went to a movie two nights ago and I went and saw The Courier. Yeah. Okay. That's a bummer. It's it's a decent movie, 
the saving grace is that it's a true story. Okay. But um, it was like that because I kind of wanted to go see, uh, you know, Congress, Godzilla, yeah. Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong. But I'm sitting here watching a movie that's set in like the 40s. Yeah. That's about the Russian Cuban missile crisis. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, isn't this what I just watched on the news? Yeah. You know, like I need something new and refreshing. But that's yeah. that's definitely true, man. I'm it's, sorry you had to go through that. It is a time to dance. It wasn't a bad movie. It was interesting. Yeah. Two men, two men, literally two men, uh, a Russian and an Englishman saved basically the world wow because Beautiful. they were they decided to be uh secret agents on their own on their own wow and um the russian was feeding all this information through the huh. through the businessmen uh and they freaking saved the world well man. two nights ago i watched a movie about a giant lizard and a giant monkey saving the world <laughs> so did y'all see that movie uh Oh, Clo- was it Cloverfield? Mm. I got a headache in Cloverfield. No, Corey, you ever heard of it? it? I've heard of it, but I didn't see it. First Abram, person yeah. the whole time, bro. Oh, it's boy. like someone's. So when they're running, you're all you're seeing is uh, their feet no. in the uh, in the the ground. Yeah, I knew people that got nauseous. I knew people that got yeah. dizzy, but yeah. I for sure got. It gave me a headache. Um, Yikes! I'm not into monster movies that much. That's fine. Yeah, it's not for everyone. What can I say? It's just something like find, you know, it's totally. like everybody's got to find something. And that's a fine line between just like tuning out and like, you know, shutting down and watching something horrible. Right. Like, you know, then, I guess there's a time for that, but like to, to consume it in a way that's like integrated into your life and uplifting. Right. You know, it's just a challenge. And it's, I have a quick question. Yeah, We're coming up on the end. So I want to yeah. start diving into like some cool. quick that's great. When are you going to play Coachella and Bonjaloo? Bonjaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard Pine Grove's playing Bonjaloo. That's cool. Um, I don't know. That's a, like back to the hating being on stage. Like 2019, right before this, I got to open for uh, Johnny Swim. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Never right. heard of I love Johnny Swim. Uh, yeah. They're, they're like cool. a ska band, right? Ska. Yeah. Um, <laughs> loosely Christian ska. Um, My fair type. So they probably play with real big fish and all that stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, cool. But I like, I, I mean, I walked, I played the biggest show of my life. It was a theater, 1,800 people. And nice. as I'm walking off the stage, I literally said out loud, I hated that and surprised myself. I was like, what is wrong? And I don't know. I've just like not felt the desire to do that right now. And it may come back. Like yeah. I've also been writing more upbeat songs and more I was going to ask you about that. that. Are you coming out with some reimagined Yeah, like versions I'm, just, of your I'm songs? falling back in love with the process. Yes. It's just like, okay, I made music for like five years to like process grief and to like figure out all these things I believe. That feels kind of settled and now I'm like, I just want to make stuff that's fun. Let's put a some like behind your music. So we made it. No, I was just saying we just need to put a Vici beat behind your... A Vici beat. Yeah. You have a tune on the new record (laughs) that the melody I was like I literally told Chuck I was like dude remix it I can literally hear this song you, those dude, are my, my, the Penny and Sparrow boys have you heard of them I like, have heard them I haven't seen their them yeah. dear friends of mine just released their whole record again and they had somebody remix every single really? one and it's genius that's I mean, amazing it's cool. that's all I was saying like do a reimagine one yeah a bit. I'm totally open to that's, do re-recording songs too like yeah. I'm not to bring Taylor Swift up again but god like she's I think she's actually re-recording her whole catalog right because she like, yeah, lost she the lost the part the rights yeah like, oh, my dude just the idea that like we record a song once and that doesn't have to be the end. Like, oh yeah, you can re-record it's a whole it artist ten thing, different yeah. times and like try a bunch of versions. The, the only end so you have free. is whenever you release it. 
But, yeah, but then you can do it again. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's there's no real end to it. It's exactly. only when you release it. And then there's a lot of people, directors do director's cuts. Exactly. And, yeah. So it's, you know, it's always going on. There's no like fine line of what's yeah. the final thing. One yeah. of Chuck's favorite artists does that often. John Bellion. Hmm. He, uh, he, oh, yeah. He doesn't play. He doesn't play the songs the same way twice. No, he does doesn't. Yeah. Like that's one. Cool. Yeah. Like he like his one big album. He did like the standard first tour, which is kind mm. of like. Uh, one for one of the studio song. And then the second one was like a reimagined one mm. where he added some tribal beats on it or he kind of sure. did it free. And then the third one, he had like an orchestra behind it and he was telling them what to do and everything. And there's good in things, you know, sometimes sure. I just want to hear like the studio one, right? you know, but no, he's, he's one of those guys where the, yeah. I think the, the final result is never what you think it is. It's always this organic thing. And then he gave all the songs. I heard he did like nine songs on Justin Bieber's album, the oh, new one. Yeah. Wow. He That's did cool. Holy and then Holy yeah. sounds like a yeah. Bellion song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you hear the newest Justin Bieber song that just came out where he's like in the middle of like woods uh, and there's like these big red LED boxes? That sounds like a straight up worship song. Yeah. I believe I know, it. I know worship music. Like fully <laughs> I know worship music. <laughs> yeah, cra- casting crowns, you're right. Yeah. Um so <laughs> it sounds just like that. He, he uses, you know about this. It's about like a 20 minute song, standard wow. Christian length, you know, and he uses the same two lines of lyrics for like 20 minutes. Oh boy. It's wild. <laughs> I was like, this is a worship song. That's weird. So, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Get ready. Get some popcorn, uh, maybe a coffee because it's going to take forever. Yeah. Oh, Those worship songs. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, repetitive worship music, you dude. So I'm gonna it. brag on you for a second. You oh, got yeah. like some like something. I didn't look at your YouTube uh, numbers, but you oh, got like yeah. some kind of like what is 175,000 monthly no listeners? Spotify, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Well, Spotify's that's what I mean. I didn't look on YouTube. Incredible. Um, yeah. The radios and the algorithms and stuff. I kind of just snuck in there. Like I've done. You're a viral sensation all the time. Well, no, people ask me like, how did you get on them and stuff. I'm like, dude, yeah. And it was because you got added to a bunch of playlists in the beginning. Is that yeah, what got the traction kinda, going? I, like 2016 oh, yeah. is when that started. So now I feel like it's just gotten really saturated. You can submit yourself to them. Right. Like, they must just be getting a million submissions. I'm sure. And you, like, I just got in early. The and right time. Really if lucky with that. A genuine brag from me, because I don't really know you. So this is genuine. <laughs> um, f- coming into your music just now, no one ever shared your music sure. with me. I don't know why. It's almost like you guys kind of blacklist me from yeah. like listening to you. Yeah, but, the higher ups. Yeah, at Corey Freeman Music, big tech specifically. Do big that. Don't tech. listen to him. But um, Stop. what are you doing? And like being completely genuine, your music does have a very high production value sound oh, to thanks, it. Yes. Man. So when he was playing me some of your stuff that I haven't heard of, it sound and you could take it however you want. It's almost like if they played a Vance Joy song and a Lord hmm. Hearn song and put yours right in the middle on like Spotify. It was seamless. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just yeah. like, it was, you had background music and, yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm like, damn, that does, that's one thing I always tell people when you're trying to create something, I don't like to feel local because then mm. it kind of, I want it to be kind of placed somewhere and it fits in and it just sounds like yeah. it could be for anywhere. And yours does have that. It Thanks Yours does that. sounds like it has like a ton of production value yeah. and it could be mixed in with anybody. Sure. So I loved it. I thought your stuff was like super high end. It's funny you say that too, but then like there's some songs, like some albums I'll spend two years on and tens of thousands of dollars. And, and, and the number one song that's like 12 million plays I recorded with Jacob Hudson in half an hour. Yeah. Jacob one pass. Hudson, that's awesome. Literally, I remember like playing the piano and him being like, you want to do that again? I was like, ah, 
it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I have a macaroni song. Thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah, I think we recorded the whole song in an hour. It, yeah, like to me, it doesn't. It, That's how know, it is. It's it's just, I, yeah, there's might it's be something humble. genuine. You know, uh, what was it Teddy Swim? Right. Yeah, Teddy Swim. The big fat boy mm. with a golden voice. Mm. He does he, these covers and he shoots them in like his closet, yeah. and they get ton. And then he must have blew up, and they gave him a production like a, mm. a, a huge budget, and he goes and reshoots them, and they get like that it loses much. The val- yeah, it loses he gets because yeah. he did a Shania Twain, the You're the One. Okay. And he did it initially, kind of himself, Badger. and it has like sixty million views. Yeah. They gave him money, and he's walking around Georgia, and really it's all production. And it got like people don't want to see yeah. that. That's what I really. It, it comes down to like that's fine. Use the fancy mic, do whatever. But like, it's all about the process, yes. and the, and not, not not this process, but like this process. Yeah. Like, what am I bringing to the performance? And like, it's it's a constant learning lesson because it's fun to use nice gear. Oh yeah, it's fun to get everybody behind it. But like, yeah. what connects with people is just like authenticity because then it has that, that contrast is, you know? of like what's genuine and then what yes. has some production yes. uh you know budgets behind it yeah um and that's how i feel like when there's like certain like people that make like funny videos and they kind of do themselves funny that's awesome yeah and then when they get like a crew behind it i'm like it just feels a little just cheap. i mean yeah. imagine the process the pressure of like okay now i'm trying to be funny and there's 20 people in the room and they're filming right. me and they're are you it's just Mm-hmm. You're not in that like easy yeah. flow anymore. So. That's why we're always gonna have zero crew here. Yeah, no. zero. <laughs> lights, though, man. It's we don't need a crew. <laughs> Look around crew. us. We got. We don't need DIY, anyone. baby. Maybe I'm s- podcasting itself lends it. Like people are in a in an era of like you can only watch something for ten seconds on Instagram. People will listen to a conversation it's for wild. an hour. It's yeah. so bizarre. I'm one of those people. We man. crave yeah. like more long format humanity it's almost like cyclical almost sitting at how we became like a microwave generation but there are some things that i'm like i want to hear the full format yeah let me i want to i want to hear it all dig deep yeah totally well man i guess you got some people who are uh, jonesing for you to get back on the road because that is a lot of freaking fans yeah the play well the plays never correlate dude that's what's funny i mean i have like six thousand monthly listeners in la and sell 17 tickets it's funny how spotify I hate that. is such Weird. a machine yeah. and that's where you need like a label or somebody who's good at integrating that and where i've just consistently been screwed over and shot myself in the foot probably so both but there's no um, way to spotify doesn't know you can't reach out no, to those your listeners. shows go on there now which is still which could easily be missed enough, but could yeah, easily I mean, be missed that's though. that's re- those are real numbers i had like six thousand monthly listeners in la last fall wow we toured and we sold 17 tickets at the Hotel Cafe. That's unbelievable, isn't it? But it's fine. That's know? how it is. It just is what That's it so is. There's a lot of people to go see, especially in L.A. So I try to just not take it personally. Hotel Cafe, huh? Yeah, it's, a, oh, it's, it's like the Eddie's of L.A. It's like it's Yeah, it's world-renowned. Cool room. Yeah. John Mayer used to like show up. Yeah, totally. There. That's what the stuff. Eagles sang about. Is, is that right? Yeah, that one song. Hotel California. <laughs> is that is that the place that used to have like the jazz jam on Sunday I nights? Think so. When like yeah. Bieber would show up and yeah. Stevie Wonder yeah, 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 and yeah, all that cr- makes sense. Wow. Have dude. you been to Jazz Jam out here? At uh, Blue, Blue Jays. Jays I haven't jam. yet, but sick, uh, I, went, I saw Darren there. Once. I went about a year and a half ago, right before it's COVID. Love Darren. Sick, yeah, it's it really was cool. um all those boys go out there. Yeah, it's they, every two they, weeks, I think. Uh, every week. Every, every week. Tuesday. Right on. They're shredders, nice. man. Oh, jazz jam. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got they got three the funk on jam Mondays. Is Mondays. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't yeah. been to that one. Good spot, man. I'm uh, Blue Jay, man. I'm telling uh, Patrick Bass he needs to. I think he's you know well. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but no, he don't. needs to play a show there. I got gotcha. you. 
Yeah. I'm going to keep my name or his name out of my mouth. Why? Because I got attacked last time. I've been getting attacked a lot on this show. Sorry that, that you right? have to hear this. Who attacked so, you? I did? You attacked me because yeah, of something sorry. I said. Corey's family. You can, yeah. you can watch us do you this You attacked me this week because of something. Uh, Patrick and his, um, attacked me earlier in the early stages of this mm. podcast. Um, even though it was, <laughs> it was completely friendly. But um, yeah, man. I'm tired of getting yeah, it. If you don't have anything nice to say, maybe it's just best not to say anything at all, Chuck. Whatever, guys. What a melodramatic drama queen. I'm not getting into are. this anymore. <laughs> Sorry to do this in front of you. <laughs> it's okay. I, I On that note, Sam, do you want to ask any final yeah, questions? Yeah, I want to know what's next for you before yeah, we yeah, head yeah. out. I want to yeah. obviously, and, and I, I do want to, I mean, we don't have much time, but I'm I'm very intrigued at how this, uh, you walked off stage and you said, I hated that. Yeah. And... I know you probably don't have the answer now, but uh, when you do get the answer, I would love to hear what uh, got the love back because that's a, that's an interesting place I would imagine yeah. to be in because something that was your passion for so long. But I'm sure there's a lot of like you know you've been doing it for so long, so it tends to yeah. to turn into work for sure. Jadedness, uh, yeah. anything has a, a potential to become like that. But um, what's what's next? What's next? Yeah. Uh, uh, musically, you said something about like may, it's maybe I've worked out all the things I wanted to say well, and, and the soul searching. Now it's time to dance. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll always be a lyricist. That's probably not going to change. Like, that's right, that's what I care the most about. Um, I'm working on a like 20 song love breakup record about Come the on. thing we were talking about yes. from uh, that whole chapter of life. So that one I'm really excited about. But uh, like when I got the, literally the first week I got back here, I wrote like, I hesitate to call it punk because I didn't listen to punk growing up. Right. But like I was into all the emo stuff. Like yeah. I literally actually remember showing you a song that I started playing again recently in the front row of church before practice. I showed you this song and you said, oh, it's kind of like Panic at the Disco vibes. I still remember that. Well, that's definitely punk. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, like seeing emo. Like Good I Charlotte. always loved that stuff and I never let myself make it. Dang. And so I'm feeling like, why don't I do that? Like that's my roots. That's what I actually loved first was right. that kind of music, the like scene sad boy stuff. So I wrote some of that. Please like, bring that sad boy. I didn't yeah. know that term until a few years ago, and I was like, whoa, that's yeah, what I like. Good. Emotional, yeah, whatever. Sad, like, yeah, it's called uh, sad boy pop punk or whatever. Yeah. That's so the best type of music, if you it, ask me. It's very Florida, too. It's like deep <laughs> it in is the very Florida. 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 For and California, which yeah. I guess you have some roots I there. Um, I don't know. But I, yeah, I mean, I, right now I'm pretty quiet. I'm just working on records and working and like taking it slow. That's in, and out. You're right. It will take years to understand, but I think like, um, just as an artist, you, you hit these different stages of like, oh, I've got it all figured out. And like when I was in my early twenties, I was touring and doing all this shit, and I'm like, oh, I've got it. Like I'm a great artist and whatever. I'm doing and then it, you yeah. hit these walls where like your motivations get exposed and you you get let down or whatever, and it's just like it's brutal. Like it's all you have so much identity in it, and you try to take that identity out, but like. It's it's who you know. It's just my name on it. It's right. Like, I've yeah. always wanted to like. I wish there was something to hide behind, but I feel like it's too late. It's like, it's just a thing that I do, and so I don't know. I think I'm just enjoying a season of like regrouping and right. re re uh, redefining what it means to to do this, and so that way, it, and it works out timing wise that like the world's not right begging yeah. for it. I'm, I don't have to be out touring right now. Totally. I can't be out touring. So 
I don't know, just regrouping, man. Taking it slow and good, man. In a year or in six months or whatever, we'll maybe well, get back at it. I don't know. I know that uh, everyone is excited to see the rest of the journey. I know <laughs> I am. And just the last thing I'll say is, uh, you know, being a single fella, I've brought my fair share of dates to Corey Kilgannon shows. Is that right? What a dog. At probably three, three or nice. four, and uh, all of them. One of them still comes to as many shows as she possibly can. Is that right? But they're all they all they're all fans. Heck yeah! Yeah, to this day. God, but good. date spot. Yeah, date. Your shows <laughs> are a freaking date spot, dude. That made me think of this. My Let's. Mom, my mom brought a date to a show. Did she? First date, <laughs> had dinner below, came upstairs, and that night we were just on one doing weird stuff. And I came out for the encore in a in a cat onesie. And sang this song about our cat like eating grass and shitting every. It's this absurd song, and she didn't get a call back from him. Oh so my god! Hopefully, my shows become less date friendly, less more just weird and yeah. absurd. Because uh, I don't know. I feel like in certain ways, I've I've been uh, like I haven't let it all out. You know? I've yeah. Always, let's I've bring the energy out. Of, I've always kind of been mellow and and, and I don't want to say hiding it because I've been out doing it, but it's like. I'm just seeing all these ways that I didn't yeah. just There's fully do the weirdest, most beautiful, absurd thing that I could have done if I wanted to really just go for it. So Yeah, more aspects to you, the person, Big time. that uh, you want to show. I think so. Awesome. But I also don't want anybody to look at me. So it's, it's, a, weird, <laughs> it's a weird paradox. Yeah, that's a know? balance you have to learn to walk, man. Maybe just fear, you know, of, of really letting the authentic stuff out and being let down by that totally know? that's where success yeah. lies though yeah yeah well, being thanks for exposed. having me yeah absolutely really dude thank that. you so you much go, for uh, coming yeah you gotta, gotta go. go serve coffee to the that's people. right yeah. i'm gonna come see you over there Please, one day man, soon we got cheap shots dude three dollar shots come on oh, it's tell spot. us your specials surf and paddle i work at the surf, surf shop yeah give them a shout out and uh what kind of specials can we come and get um we have three 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 dollar shots we have the beer and wine so it's not like um it's not for your full tequila, but it'll, it, we, I pour a big one. Oh, okay. Hey, come see um, this cat if you want a big tall boy. Big tall. That's shots, right. Coffee cocktails. That's Ooh, right. Coffee cocktails. Surf lessons. Ooh. Surf lessons. And drinking and surf lessons. Same time. Heck yeah. Heck, same time. Paddle you out there through a little Bro, that'd be sick. You get some <laughs> shooters. Is that what you call it? Or uh, flights. <laughs> Let's get some flights on the board. Let's roll out. <laughs> a champagne sick. shot. We got to get him out of yeah, here, yeah, man. One more time, go to all your streaming services. Check out Corey Kilgannon. His new record came out yesterday, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Yeah. Just and good stuff. it is phenomenal. Good, yeah, perfect. Any, perfect Easter music. Any yes, shows the goal. Yeah. coming up in Jacks? You yeah. have one this week, we're, we're right? We're going to play every Wednesday at Blue Jay. Now. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Nice. I love it. Every Residency. Wednesday. Yeah. Blue Jay. Um, listening room. Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Go check it out. Corey Kilgannon. Love you, brother. Thank you so much for being here. We had awesome. a great time, man. We absolutely will, brother. Thank All right, y'all. Man. We'll see you next time, y'all. Peace out. Peace out.